So, Calvin, what you been watching lately? Or should we start Ooh. with an intro, a little uh, intro to the people who might be listening? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, in. maybe maybe a little intro. Yeah, we're uh, well, this is Calvin. This is Gary, and uh, we're gonna talk about some movies and stuff. <laughs> Namely, uh, the show Avatar: The Last Airbender. That might be the bulk of this first season of one of the uh, one of the crowning achievements of uh, our modern era of cinema. I would say. I would absolutely agree. I would put it on the exact same shelf as Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Breaking Bad. Uh, I haven't watched oh, Jack the Horseman, Sopranos man. yet, but Sopranos. That's on my list as far as lists i've seen that have great things on them <laughs> <laughs> lists of great things <laughs> so yeah those that's, imdb uh, lists where it's like 10 actors who have uh had a beard at some point yeah it's 100 like, movies yeah. you need to see before you die i've seen like three right. of them <laughs> yeah right yeah anyway uh so uh, yeah we're gonna talk about avatar the last airbender and then you know, once we've watched every episode of that show, maybe we'll move on to another show or a series of movies. Like, what? You know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, one step at a time. Avatar is enough of an undertaking. There's a lot of episodes. Absolutely. But before we get into that, uh, we decided we would uh, talk a little, uh, little movie talk beforehand. Uh, I've been watching too much stuff because uh, we're all stuck inside, obviously. Uh we uh, talked a little bit about it before hitting record, but devs, man. Devs. devs. Oh my gosh. Alex Garland. Devs! Oh, it's gone. He just, he knows what he's doing at this point. It almost feels oh like God. he's even trying things that he's like, hey, could I, could I do this? And then he like, just, is you he know showing I mean? off a little bit? A little is bit. Is he showing off? As, you know, I... Yeah. Let's, before we praise the heck, is there anything you're a little, like, not into about the show? Or is it just a 10 out of 10 banger oh, for you? I mean, it's it's really good. It is? Uh, honestly, the only thing that I've noticed that I'm a little bit like, is the lead woman, Lily. She's. I didn't want to say that because uh, before, good, we, but... before we say anything, she's... Awesome. Uh, she's just a beautiful, amazing, and talented woman. Oh, but absolutely. compared to the likes of Nick Offerman, oh, um, what's that dude's name who plays Kenton? Yeah. Just that and cool, like his, yeah, just, I don't know, there's something effortless Even about... Even Jamie, too. Like, Oh, yeah, he's, they're just, they all have this, like, really realistic, but they still do that thing that I feel like Alex Garland writes his characters all with this, like, coldness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. And she's just so not cold, but that's the character too. It's one of those yeah. things where like every time I'm like, do I like that about her? And I'm like, it's kind of just how it's written though. So I don't know if yeah. it's the writing or if it's her, but I, I would say that's the only thing I feel too. Abby, the other day, we watched an episode together two episodes ago where yeah. um, without any major spoilers about devs, no worries there. But there is an episode where that main character isn't featured nearly as much as some other episodes. And yeah. Abby was really bummed about that. She was like, I only really oh. love the show when she's on it. She is who keeps me invested. Oh, really? And that's I think that's, yeah, I think that's really interesting and says a lot. Like, we're really interested in these characters, these like gruff, like, you know, badass <laughs> men type yeah. character. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's it's a character thing as well as the acting and, and amongst Probably. other things. Yeah. But 
Um, shows some inherent biases, or but uh, another thing though about is just like uh, from an acting standpoint, is just like her her uh, delivery is like almost exactly the same on every line. Yeah, that's the main thing that that sort of bothers me. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. What do you mean? (laughs) What is devs? Okay. I've got I to don't go. give a fuck about <laughs> yeah. who you're sleeping with. Yeah. yeah, no, I get you. I get you for sure. And I get it. I mean, to be in and like... It's interesting. Oh, are you talking? I'm so sorry. I think I cut you off there. Oh, no worries. Uh, I was just going to say to be in like... I don't know. It's hard to find variation when most of her uh, like character arc is basically just like what's going on you know like (laughs) Like she's badass you want to know she's badass but she's also absolutely has no idea what the hell is literally that line is an embodiment of what's happening to her and it's funny now that we're talking about it i feel like a lot of the characters on that show have just kind of a one thing but they're so good at that thing like nick offerman is just i'm a guy talking and i love uh katie that actress, or that actor, she's been in so much. What is, you know, I'm going to take don't know advantage it... of the fact that we have internet. Yeah, go I'm for just going to look her up and, because, yeah, I'm on she my is. Phone. But, like, she especially was, like, that was actually, okay, so the most recent episode was uh, episode six, I think. Yeah. Um, Allison it, it, Pill. Allison Pill. Allison Pill. She's she's one of those actors that you see in like so many things, and she's Kim never... in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the drummer. Oh my God! Yeah, no, which I just rewatched. I just watched, and that. I didn't Dude, even yeah, connect those dots. Oh Talking my... about stuff we've watched recently, Scott Pilgrim versus the World is one of the absolute best movies like ever. I I fucking love that movie. It's fucking awesome. Absolutely, I and mean, she's like, great in it. Just everything, Allison Pill. Yeah. Yeah, but Alison Pill in in the most recent episode, she uh, at the table because most of that most recent episode takes place at a table, which was also a huge like uh, huge show of how good the 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 show is because and and you know they've got a big budget. Some of the effects on that show are so remarkable. Absolutely, he didn't need to do an episode just at a table. You know, he didn't need to. But that's how how I noticed both Katie. And Lily, those characters, Allison Pill, and I—I I don't know the uh, uh, actress Lily. Her uh, name is. Look that up too. Um, but because side by side in just a table talked scene, Katie Pill was delivering so much with so little, and I felt like I was—I was only getting sort of like one note from from Lily. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Her name is uh, Sonoya Mizunu, and I don't know if mm. I'm pronouncing that exactly correctly. I think I am, but. Also, I've been watching, uh, what have we been watching? I've been watching a lot of Alfred Hitchcock. Not a lot. I watched two oh, Alfred yeah. Hitchcock movies, but I, they're my first two. So yeah, for ones? someone who's as into movies as I am, that's it took too long. Uh, I watched Rear Window and Vertigo. I looked up oh. a couple lists, and those were bo- both on like three lists His within his top three. And uh, I want to yeah. save Psycho, because I wanted to watch a couple that weren't just like, Alfred Hitchcock horror movies because I feel like that's what he's kind of known for. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though his other, some of his other movies, I feel got have even more acclaim. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's yeah. He's made like how many? Like eighty movies or something. So it's I have no idea. It's a lot. I mean, but very were, influential figure, very problematic person as well as, as yeah. 
hurt. Absolutely. But. I don't want to dive too far into it if, you know, I'm sure there are some people who are like, I don't want to hear about that fucker. But, you know, I will, all I will say is I'm very surprised at how not huge. Like, I, I expected to watch his movies and be like, oh my god, cinema. But it's more like <laughs> yeah. when you, it's it's a lot like Martin Scorsese. I feel like he yeah. must have gotten a lot of like things from him because it really just feels like a guy figuring out the best way to tell a story without yeah, no, without totally. too much flair. If it needs flair, he can do flair. You know, like some of the dream sequences right. in Vertigo. There are some moments in that movie where I was like, how did he do that? And, yeah. and I, I'm like, you'd think that a movie that old, I would go... At the time, people must have been like, how'd he do that? But I'm right now, like, how did he do that? <laughs> right. Like, there's a right. camera going around James Stewart as he's, like, embracing this woman. And yeah. the setting changes throughout this, like, were they in two sets cut in half? Was it visual effects? I, I just watched, uh, well, this was, like, I don't know, like a week and a half ago now. Or I, two weeks? I don't know. Time is uh, weird right now. But uh, I went up to... Uh, cabin with eva and we watched uh the the thin man movies which are old sort of like detective whodunit sort of movies totally we watched the first one and the second one uh has uh jimmy stewart in it we watched that as well and uh just the style of acting like he was before his time like big time like all the others they're great but they're very much like yeah late 30s like man what's going on and it's cool too because it's <laughs> You watch them, and you can even appreciate their acting. Like, there's a character oh, yeah. in uh, Vertigo, the the main protagonist, I would say, or the main, the other lead. The he's like this yeah. rich husband who hires him in the beginning, and when yeah. he's telling him stories, he's like, "My wife is very blah blah blah." But his face <laughs> is emoting so much, and his right. he, he he's telling a lot, and you're like, "Okay, he's playing a rich dude super well." But at the same yeah. time, you're wondering, like, could he play anyone else? Is it is that all he is? You know, because it's the vocal thing that. Right. And then James Stewart is just like, he. there's like a moment where he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cross a line. He says something like that. Yeah. And even though the verbiage he uses is old fashioned, mm -hmm. he made me feel like, oh, shit, I feel bad for this guy for thinking yeah. he crossed a line. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just right. impressive. And it's also astounding because Jimmy Stewart has one of the most, like, imitatable, if that's a word, voices of all time. But also, like, just the most genuine, you know, because he's yeah. just, like, genuinely being Jimmy Stewart. Oh, I'm sorry about that there. It's just that, uh, I don't know. It's I'm, like, I'm screwing if up anyone my Jimmy ever Stewart. made a bio, uh, by the way, is it pronounced biopic or is it, you know? Is that how you biopic? Biopic. If anyone ever made one, a uh, uh, biopic about uh, Jimmy Stewart, it would suck because whoever would play <laughs> him would try to do that voice, and it wouldn't be and their own voice. It, definitely, they would need to go the walk the line route. Where Joaquin, uh, did you? You might not have you seen that? I can't. I haven't remember. seen it yet. No. Well, he <clears throat> he does the. You did watch People versus OJ. Yeah, yeah. That whole where he Very didn't much, try to yeah. imitate a voice. He just tried to think, okay, how can I play this character to the best right. of my ability as an actor? That's like right. what Joaquin yeah. did for Walk the Line. And I feel like that's what you'd have to do for a character like Jimmy Stewart, even though his voice is iconic. Yeah. 
it could ruin it. Well, uh, should we get to the the meat, the meat of the, or if you're a vegetarian, the the tofu of, of the podcast, or if you hate tofu, the black bean patty. I just had one earlier today. Not really? bad. Yeah, you know they're popular. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I don't know. I'm finding people are eating everything these days. You don't need to be a vegetarian <laughs> to eat vegetarian food. It's all pretty good now. You know, it's crazy. People are just eating everything. <laughs> I walked outside. This it's dude like was chewing on the side of my apartment. It's like we're made to eat <laughs> veggies and stuff. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, what we're focusing on here. For the next, uh, well, however long uh, we do this and manage to keep it together. Avatar The Last Airbender. Episode 1, The Boy in the Iceberg. Oof, what just a spectacular episode of television. I forgot just how much, like, you don't even realize it as it's happening to you because it's all stuff that you don't think will be as important to you later but you just learn so much so fast and it's that is all done well i'm not saying that in a bad i mean that in a good way like it's like imagine it it kind of reminds me of lord of the rings except it's the first half of the first movie in about 20 minutes you know what i mean yeah like the part where pippin's like all right where are we going that's the end (laughs) of the second episode of avatar the last airbender 38 yeah. minutes into watch you know or 42 minutes into watching the show and, and like right. that's yeah. just nuts to me and you know everything about the world everything about the the, the In inhabit- literally a minute and a half that's the true first, yeah you like the first speech. uh intro sequence and i love i mean i it, and any person who watches this show and skips over the intro sequence just it, it has none of my respect at all Absolutely you not. To, you have to watch the intro sequence. Go straight to the I mean, Fire Nation. Oh, my God. Straight to the Fire Nation. <laughs> straight to the, yeah. And that, uh, yeah, no, that first extended one is cool. I really like it. And it helps. And tells you everything you need to know. And what's cool is, as a fan of the show who's watched it a couple times in the past, you forget that, like, you know how, like, on shows it'll have, like, a character telling you the thing every episode? But there's a reason why Katara is the one telling us. Because in the first yeah. episode, she says, my grandmother told us, you know, she's telling, it's like right. she's telling a story to the group of kids that we meet in the first episode, too. Right. You know what I mean? And it's it yeah. just is so cool, because uh, then as the episodes go on, she just briefs it. She just says what she needs to say. And you're like, yeah, I already know all this, like. You know, I know by the end you're freaking vocalizing with her, saying the right. words along oh, with it, you know? Absolutely. It's awesome. And I love, like, it tells you everything you need to know about the world, like all of the easily digestible details about the world. You know what I mean? Like, there's four nations, the earth, earth, air, uh, wind, uh, air. <laughs> I'm fucking that up so bad. I don't know. <laughs> 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 fire was on my mind i guess i don't know yeah it's nowhere close to september but but yeah i mean like uh, the the details of the world and the nations and the history like the basic details and it's not too much like you're not like oh my god like all this like backstory set up it's just like it's succinct but still like everything you need to know and i love that at the end of this very first episode the 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 pan or the the sort of you know zooming shot over the rock where uh spoiler alert 
Aang will stand. Uh, I love that because they haven't found him yet. They're like, but I believe that someday the Avatar will return and blah, blah, and blah, there's blah. there's nothing there. And it's just, yeah. It is so oh, cool. That I is love that so detail cool. so much. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Man, and that first episode, people often... I feel like whenever you try to tell someone, hey, you got to watch this show, you also kind of feel uh, obligated to be like, I will let you know it's a kid's show. (laughs) It is. It was aired on Nickelodeon. So when they made those first few episodes, they had to get an audience. They had, you know, they knew who they were. But honestly, like, even as an adult without that, it's still, it's cool. You know, it's It's, just, it's it's cool. Because part, like, one of the base parts of this storyline that we are endeavoring to join upon is that this is a kid. This is a little kid who is tasked with saving the world. And in order to, like, really have that hit the way that it needs to, you need to establish this is a kid. And that is one of the main things through these first two episodes. I don't know if we've said it yet, but we, we, we are watching... We are, we are talking about the first two episodes because it's sort of a two-parter to be continued situation. Um, that I, I over and over, I have examples and like notes of. Uh, That's hilarious. Of that. So do I. <laughs> I was going mean, to say the, the exact yeah. same thing. It's it's it's. Uh, there was a point I forget who says it, but someone says to Ang like, "You are a kid," and then I thought in my head, "What's cool about Ang is not just that he's a kid; he's the only kid in the entire world." raised at a time without war the only one so he's the only one who's truly a kid because think about Sokka he's a kid but no he's not because he has to watch these like kids in Sokka's village stop being kids at around three or four years old you see them with the I think that's why they do that joke about the I need to go pee the pee break right I kept thinking in my head like yeah that's actually true like if you were a warrior you would piss your pants sorry but you would (laughs) Or you'd water bend that right. shit out of your, you know, I don't know. But like, <laughs> piss bending. I feel like I've <laughs> never used that in the show. It's gonna happen. Spoiler alert: that does not come up in the yeah, show. Yeah, don't worry about that happening. <laughs> it is, it is a family friendly show through and through. But um, you know, it they drill in your head throughout these first couple episodes that not only are these kids, but when you're a kid in this world at this time. You have so much more responsibility than Aang ever thought kids would. You know, he's yeah. thinking like, hey, the first thing he says, you want to go penguin right. sledding? Because he yeah. just assumes like, of course she would. She's yeah, a kid. Yeah. And right. then when yeah. they do, she's like, I haven't done this in years. Yeah. I don't and, know. Like, and, that yeah, sucks. I mean, <laughs> like, she hasn't had also, fun in years. Yeah. Um. Also, like, uh, uh, on your point of like kids in this world, uh, don't really get as much of a like childhood it's like i mean even though they are a couple years older than him i think they're supposed to be like 12 and 13 or so and he's like nine what is it do they ever strictly say i think yes because Sokka. spoiler alert a little bit later will turn 16 because he comes of age and does his of age thing but he's katara's older sister by i think a couple years and okay. she's older than Aang by a couple. So I think it's so like he's... 12, 14, 15 on 16. Yeah. You know. But e- e- even the uh, one one thing that struck me and like led, you know, like uh, to the the point we're talking about is uh at the end of the first episode, 
I don't know if we're going to go through. I think we're kind of just freeform here. But like at the end of the first episode, they uh, after they do go pen- penguin sliding, Katara says, I haven't done this since I was a kid. And Aang says, but you still are a kid. That's right. That's the oh line. My God, that oh, man, a, that's, that's the like line. such a poignant line, man. I mean, like they even these secluded people who are at the bottom of the the world at the south pole and it's a tiny little village like it's it's such a small like when you know when zuko sees it he genuine i don't even think he understands what it is he's like there's his hideout he doesn't realize like it's a nation of people it's a freaking man it's not just a hideout that is the nation (laughs) that is that's the southern water tribe that's the whole thing And it's tiny. I mean, you see them all in one place. Yeah, it's, they, there's they all Nana, gather up, like a, like when they're all like pissed at him. They're all just standing yeah. there, like, and they're all there are no men because all the men went to war. So exactly. it's just a bunch of Which women and children. Up. It's set up in the first extended. You're right. Uh, intro sequence. You, you, you already about... understand that within a thirty second bit. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, Man. What else? I uh, Oh, I wrote this down about the first episode just before we end up diving into episode two. I yeah. thought it was insane how, like, as a little kid, you would never think about this watching the show. And the older you get, I think the more in tune with these kind of things you are and like how holy shit you get. But <laughs> it's been so long since this war has started that everyone around him in that first few, the first few minutes of that episode are just talking about the genocide of his people just casually yeah. like they're like it's just crazy to see an airbender i thought you went extinct and he's just like right what he doesn't understand because it's just so casual to them to say that because when you think right. about it like something that's gone extinct a hundred years ago like the sensitivity is no longer there they don't have to be right. like hey um is this okay because he's to them he's a miracle to him yeah. that's like finding out like think about what that's like realizing and in, in in an instant, like, obviously he doesn't. I mean, even by the end of the episode, he's still like, I kind of want to go look for look for more airbenders, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, even through what we've watched before this episode, or, or, or you know, before this podcast, uh, the two episodes we've watched, like, it still hasn't really sunk in for him. He yeah. has the moment in the, in, in, at the end of the first episode where he's like, Wow, a hundred years I've been asleep for. Oh my god. But like this has not sunken into him. He does mm-hmm. not have the tools to be able to process <laughs> the magnitude of what exactly. is going on here. Exactly. Yeah. He, not even close. Probably the first time I'd ever noticed it. When Sokka pulls Aang's glider out of his hand, I think he says something like, this is probably a Fire Nation weapon. And then Aang's right. like, no, that's just a glider. He does like this thing with his hand and it goes, Whoosh! and the, and it just like, <laughs> yeah. he just grabs it from his hand, like with the air force. Yeah. It's just awesome. And Sokka just gets this look on his face like, doink, like what the, Can I just talk for a moment also just about that staff. I mean, it's a staple of the show, but that is. That is it's so cool, man. The show it's has so, so cool. many amazing things, not just rubbed in your face. Like it's I, just not it's to just... say I am. Uh, I don't want to like start any anything if anyone's listening. But I think one of the issues with the older prequel Star Wars movies, which mm. again, not going to start anything here. If you love those, you love <laughs> yeah. them. And yeah. guess what? 
I love them too sometimes. I, I do, so it's okay. <laughs> On occasion, I love those. <laughs> but they kind of do realize like, hey, this lightsaber thing is cool and people like it. Let's just rub it in their face. You know, let's just like right. make that the thing <laughs> these movies are about. Like a 30-minute scene, which is... Sometimes awesome. Like sometimes, you know, you're like, I just want to watch people fight oh, yeah. with lightsabers. You throw one of those movies on, <laughs> yeah. skip to that bit, you're great, you know? Yeah. But Avatar never did that with the things like this staff. They never were like, all right, let's just have like him do some, I don't know. You know what I mean by that? It just feels yes. like to Aang, a tool, just his, it, his little accessory. He doesn't even so, think of it. It's well built into the world. That is actually one of the things that I was that that i wrote down was just like i mean it's it's just the designs of what each nation has like even the tools that the water tribe uses like the totally. the, the, the the tool that katara uses to break open the iceberg to free ang that is so cool what is that you know yeah is it like a whalebone or something it feels like very right. water temp or water nation or like when you said that it made me think about uh Sokka's weapons of choice he uses yeah. a, a long spear which is totally something you would use to fish with and yep. his boomerang which he's later seen using as an ice pick so like yeah. in reality Sokka's weapons are also tools of the trade in his in his uh Right. And his nation. It's just cool. And I was thinking about it as well. And this is getting into the second episode. Um, uh, when the Fire Nation ship, when Zuko, who uh, we haven't really touched on yet, uh, finally arrives. Uh, <laughs> the, when the ship rolls in and, you know, crashes through their snow walls, which is like, I mean, they stood no chance at all. But the, the, the design of the ship is a conquest design you know like they're army based and the front of this ship is designed to cut through walls like that and then drop down so the forces can race in like it's subtle stuff like that and even though this is just zuko's ship and it's sort of a smaller version of that like that is the design and it's inherent in it and you can see larger points about the world in those little details like that you know yeah absolutely and it's it's awesome because it makes you recognize like what you just said you can recognize how these ships have improved from say the ship that they explore in the first episode being maybe one of the older ships and you know i don't remember if it had the same front and if it did the same things and maybe that's why it didn't make it all the way into the actual you know what i mean it's right. those little yes. things or like how the the uh, Fire Nation army on all of their armor and, like, their helmets. They kind of look like the ships, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Uh, I wrote down how I loved in the second episode when Zuko does show up. He basically just breaks Sokka's spear, grabs it from him, and does a doink, doink, doink to his head. Yeah. And then later in the exact same episode, Sokka yes. gets the chance to doink, doink, doink him right back. <laughs> yeah. It's Which awesome. Is, it's great. And it's like, it's part of that. I don't know. It's part of that. Like these are, it is a kid's show. And like, in that is one of the moments when Zuko first does that, that you're like, ah, what a kid joke. You know what I mean? Like bonk, bonk, bonk. Like, <laughs> but like that it it's a, a setup for a later moment and B like showing just how very outmatched, uh, 
Sokka is to exactly. Zuko. And then later when Sokka does it back to him, it fits within his character being the guy to totally be like, boink, boink, boink. And <laughs> yeah. he's never going to just like, like imagine if he went up and he was like, oh shit, he's right there. And he just stabbed him in the face. <laughs> what <laughs> you wouldn't like you can't just do that like yeah i mean unless you want to right. make it like i don't know like it's just it adds to now we like zuko or now we like Sokka more and yeah. we kind of like zuko more because he just got doinked in the face i don't know <laughs> right. you know what i mean by that like he's a in in the first bit of the show we almost like zuko because of his struggle we like it. We think it's yeah. it's just funny whenever he fails because he's like, ah, I must get the Avatar. And it's just, right. you know? Because he's such a stock character. And at this point in the show, I mean, he's just like, I must get the Avatar. He's just villain. Like, that's it's, what he's set up to be. It's but funny. The him and learn Iroh about both. him. And, oh, Iroh. I mean, let's <laughs> pause for a moment. I'll finish my point and then we'll get <laughs> to the best character of the entire show. But, um, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, it 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 seems so uh, extremely sort of. I don't know. I feel like watching it for the first time, which I don't know if you know anybody listening will or has or whatever. But it it he seems like such a sort of boring character. But it's because, and I don't think this is like giving anything away. Like he's he's banished. He is trying to fill a role. You know exactly. And, I w- I wrote that down too. You can tell when in that beginning of the... So, just for our listeners who maybe watched both episodes in a row and are kind of blurry like we might be, I just rewatched them. So, the, the first episode ends with the Fire Nation getting to this village. Like, Zuko's like, alright, I'm gonna go get the Avatar well, or whatever, right? It ends with the the flare. The flare shooting off. And, and then, then he sees where they are. He sees it, and yeah. Then, yeah. And then the second episode begins with him getting to them take and then he like fights ang for a second and then ang decides to let them capture him right yeah so so in that moment i realized like okay any other like later you'll get introduced to some more fire nation army but any other one or even based on what we know now you would assume they would like okay let's just capture all the women and children and take over the city or whatever but Aang's yeah. like, hey, if you take me, will you just leave these guys alone? And Zuko has yeah. just a look on his face, almost like, I understand. And just, like, nods his head and takes him. He yeah. literally only cares about restoring his honor. Which he says mm-hmm. earlier, like, the only way I'll restore my honor is if I get the Avatar. That's, like, his mm-hmm. only line in the first episode, you know? Yeah. And I just think that's so interesting, because that's his whole character right now. Is just, he's trying to restore his honor. He'll do whatever it takes to get the Avatar and restore that honor. That's mm-hmm. all he's got, you know? That's a, he's, it's a, it's his whole worldview. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you can say later in the show, man, it's gotten so much better than it was in the beginning, but it wouldn't be better unless it was by design this. It's all These the characters setup. they're creating yeah. right now, you have to think of them as what you're thinking of them in order for them to grow, you know? I it think that it does that base. so well. It really has. And yeah. I think it does that better than almost any show. It's 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 insane. Yeah. And also I feel like what is almost an advantage to the show in being a kid's show is that they really need to make it digestible. You know what I mean? And they need to set up 
very, very clear, um, like goals and dynamics of these characters. Like we have our first goal of the, the series, which is we need to get to the North pole so that Ang can start learning waterbending and Kintara can, Katara can learn waterbending as well, but also the dynamics of like very easily understandable. Here are our good guys. Ang's the Avatar. Katara and Sokka are joining him. Their enemy is Zuko. Like that is so easy for a child to understand, but also just like basic like ground laying for a good story. You know exactly. It's it's brilliant. It's just in my opinion, just like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Like oh yeah. The- when you lay the groundwork down, it's just so much more fun to have just it, it right in front of you. Because then even if it changes, even if something like spoilers for Harry Potter out there, but, you know, like maybe the changes that Professor Snape went through. Think about how much how satisfying that was reading that or seeing it in the movies for the first time because of how just like blatantly the bad guy he was for so long you know what i mean things like that and right yeah uh i just feel like yeah the show gets that it has it has just a complete understanding of how to make a child enjoy something while also being just good storytelling you know i i feel like it's it's avatar the last airbender i feel like whoever's making pixar movies should watch it you know before they start writing the next (laughs) pixar movie it does what they try to do not saying that none of them do i would say like finding nemo and the incredibles is on that same level of oh how can how can i still love this so much as a 23 year old that i did when i was eight it's just like that you know what i mean yeah right i mean there's so much in this world that it's clear is going on with the like in in the main like forefront of everyone's mind in this world is what's going on with the adults but really the fate of everything is in the hands of these kids i love uh, that they have no idea too you know they have no idea the yeah. the episode the second episode ends with ang listing off all the fun shit they're about to do oh, oh my God, <laughs> he has <yeah>. no idea <laughs> right <laughs> yeah speaking of which i wrote down <laughs> I don't know why the like five of the six things I wrote down for the second episode are all just things that made me laugh really hard. That's one thing about this show. It is so funny in ways that you don't think about. Like most shows don't get, I I don't know the word for it. If it's just the physical comedy or just like being able to use like a (laughs) sound effect, you know what I mean? So I I loved uh, (laughs) how Graham was just like, what do you two think you're doing? You'll need these. And gives them like their pack after yeah. like 20 minutes ago, banishing Aang. <laughs> She's like, I think it would be best yeah. if he left. And then like 20 minutes, he's like, you have a long journey ahead of you. It's like, you're the reason yeah, he's right. gone. <laughs> and then uh, what the hell? I loved, <laughs> I loved how Appa, he, absolutely understands english he like moans back when people <laughs> yeah. say something to him but he will not fly unless you say yip yip <laughs> He's, he even can understand that. that you want him to fly because they'll be like come on appa ang needs us and he'll be like, He's just like you gotta say the words you just you gotta got say him. the words <laughs> i'm not gonna do it you gotta say the words <laughs> the, the, for some reason this made me laugh harder than it had 
in the past times <laughs> I've ever watched this. When Aang What's is that? captured and he's running through the Fire Nation ship and he passes by Iroh just passed out. And he like busts open the door. Sorry. Iroh's just yeah, and it's just his lips extended around the corner of the door. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, just yeah. like made me laugh very hard. Um Okay. Go. Uh Iroh. Iroh. So even now, before he's been like before you even remember his name, if this is your first time watching the show, you're probably like, Who's Iroh? The uncle, the uncle of Zuko, the the he's training him in fire bending. He's sipping tea and he's eating roast duck. <laughs> yeah, he's so great, even in these first couple episodes, because oh my god, he is the exact thing we need when we're hearing Zuko. You know, the Avatar to just yeah. be like, come on, have some we... roast duck. <laughs> you know, we just need that. You know, we yeah, you sense the wisdom in him. You oh, know, yeah, from from moment one, that is actually one thing that I wrote, and it's part of the world building thing, but it's also part of character building and dynamic stuff. Is the moment when Zuko is training on the ship, and he's doing very basic but like very aggressive moves against the the fellow soldiers soldiers who are on the ship, and and uh, uh, Iro says, "You're getting it all wrong. Your fire is coming from the wrong place." power in firebending comes from the breath and like he describes the whole process of you breathe you feel the air and and you create fire from that it comes from your center like he's already laying the groundwork of like the martial arts basis that also is like highly studied and as we go on with this i mean like with these first episodes i just kind of watched and i was just like all right fuck yeah and i'm gonna take some notes and we're gonna talk about it but i do genuinely want to like do some research like as we go on i'd love to yeah as to like the types of martial arts and theology and uh, ideology and philosophy that are in this show because there is so much and that's it's like a lot to the groundwork for it you know yeah it's and it's cool, too, because it's not a show where they figured that out late. It's from the beginning, you know? Yeah. Because yep. even the first, uh, I didn't write it down, but that first moment where Katara is waterbending, you know, in the first 30 seconds of the show, <laughs> you learn <laughs> right. about the all of the important things by what's happening. Not necessarily, like, it's so cool because it's so cool because I could see someone watching a show like that and or making a show like that and having the intro explain how people in this world can most people are normal but some people can bend the elements but that's right. just like adding an extra minute that they they're you know no 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 we're gonna make the yeah. intro 30 seconds to explain what's going on in this world mm -hmm. and then in the first 30 seconds of you being in it we're gonna explain how the world works we're yeah. gonna have Two characters who are both way too young to be out in the middle of the ocean on a boat, but they are. So you understand right. immediately, yep. okay, they have a lot of responsibility for their age. Mm -hmm. And one of them is fishing, and for and food, sets up his, they need it. Sets up his character immediately, too, because he's yeah. like, it's not going away from me this time. Watch and learn, even though he's you know? totally fucking it up. Like, that's Sokka, to a T. To a T. And then when we see her waterbend, she's doing the same movements she's going to be doing for the whole show. Yep. And it's the music, the, the the way she does it, and even how, like, when he hits his spear up and pokes her the bubble of water she makes, it splashes all over him. Like, there are limitations. 
it it just establishes everything about bending and she even says it he's like so he says something like i'm tired of you playing with your magic water which is totally something you would think if you're watching the show for the first time like oh is the water in this world magic or something maybe right and she's like it's not magic water it's water bending and ancient and he's like blah 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 because he's heard it enough i don't know like it just it's done just enough to where it's like yeah it's a little on the nose because it's a kid's show and you need to understand the stuff quick enough but it's also not like this is how they probably yeah. would talk they're kids he's annoyed right. by it She's yeah. annoyed that she's had to explain it this many times, and he still calls it magic water, which he would do later yeah. in the show. He's going to do stuff like that where he won't understand oh, yeah. something, so he'll just call it something else. Like, you know, it, that's just yeah. what they... It, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Very cool detail uh, that links to all of the points that we've brought up is the fact that Aang escapes the, the ship. Because nobody on that ship has ever dealt with airbending before. It's not because he's a super expert, like, like covert fucking so spy, rogue, he just, like, whatever. He just, people... he just fucks around with them. He literally just, like, kind of mm -hmm. just plays with them. But they have no, like... They're not ready for it. No knowledge of, of what is even possible so he's able to escape it's not because he's and it's funny to me that Zuko is like I've underestimated him and it's like I mean he is just a fucking kid but also he has the power of the avatar which is what saves him and which I, they also establish the in the state. second episode beautifully it's crazy yep. how much we learn there's not much more yep. to learn about the show I mean there is there's so oh, much more yeah. but as far as like important shit we got it now, you know, and it's we even understand yeah. that he can't control that because he's like, what just happened? You know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two things that are related. Uh, I think it's so cool how Katara, the way she learns waterbending right now, because she doesn't have yeah. a teacher. So she like thinks, okay, I know how to make water ice. Ha! And then all the water behind her turns to ice. Mm -hmm. Any, I don't know, like, I, I just feel like that's the point where you get captured. She turns around and does it again. So all the people that were in front of her are now behind her and then they get all, like, it's right. little things like that that are like, oh my god, this character is smart. And yep. like, into, like, she's going to figure out cool things to do with water, but I'm already excited about how she's going to use this. Yeah. And then I love how at the end of the episode, Zuko, he goes... <laughs> Take the ship out and follow them. And then he like turns around and they're all in ice. And he goes, as soon as you're done with that. And then he like yeah. turns and the camera goes, bom, bom. Yeah. And it's like zoomed out. As soon as you're done with that. It's <laughs> so funny. I laughed really yeah. hard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like he can't, you can't take him seriously no matter how hard he tries. I love it. Right. Um, something I know in... Uh, what I've read about the show is uh, that they worked, I mean, and is also just apparent having watched the show, like, I don't know, like four times over, but um, they worked really hard to make the progression of their abilities uh, very distinct. Like to, they can't just randomly do something. They've got to work for it. And, but they do grow in their powers. Um, and I think this, first like glimpse of what people can do is a great like idea of what's possible in the world but also show of these are kids and they cannot do very much like ang just sort of he twirls around a hallway to get past people 
Yeah, he, he doesn't. Yeah, he he lifts a mattress to. All, <laughs> I love he's that got, moment that so much so when cool. he just <laughs> the original just, Hulk whoosh, whoosh, just absolutely <laughs> destroys Zuko with that mattress. I mean, he gets up right after it, but I was it's a literally very writing thing, down on you know? my phone. <laughs> wow, it's crazy how Aang has spent the entire episode not using the offensive, and then <laughs> and I was like, I'm just gonna delete that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's but like that's... the one moment because he's trapped. He has to resort to going on the offensive to be able to get out. Otherwise, exactly. he's just trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah. And that's another thing about the show that from the point of view of someone who's like, oh, man, really? Like, I was looking forward to watching the show because I heard how cool bending would be. They also totally give us a little taste of that with him giving oh, yeah. us the Avatar state at the end. Like, yep. yeah, like. You don't want to give away too much in the beginning of a show, but you want to let a viewer know, like, hey, this could happen again, and it's dope, and it was oh, yeah. so cool. His first Avatar State moment, I forgot how just cool it is, how cool he is when yeah. he does it, and yep. Zuko's face just shocked that he can do yeah. it. It's yeah. awesome. Also, it. all the little things. I mean, like, the, like, fire daggers that Zuko creates when he comes into the island for the first time, and he's mad. <sighs> Oh, love that shit. I um, love that shit. <laughs> oh, gotta love a good fire dagger. Uh, uh, fire dagger? <laughs> I love that the penguins don't mind being sled on in this world. <laughs> yes. I, like, I they're flying, like, that. 50 feet in the air, and they're just... <laughs> and the penguin just has this look like, I am chilling, you know? Like, don't... yeah. But also, I mean, like, we've, we've talked a lot about, like, justifying it as watching it as an adult, but also it's a fantastic kids show. Like... Can you oh, imagine yeah. watching that and just being like, I want to fucking ride a dope, chill penguin down a down a, down a a snowy hillside? Hell yeah. The show is amazing because it balances that. It's like Harry Potter, where it balances the feeling of, oh, I wish I could do that with, yeah. oh my God, this is really affecting me emotionally. And right. this is just fun to watch. This is funny yeah. and cool and engaging. It balances yeah. it all perfectly better than any other show i've watched for sure because most you know i mean i i would say that my favorite show other than avatar the last airbender might be breaking bad Oof, but yeah this show is so much less uh what's the word for it um not challenging it's just so much easier to love you know what i mean by that yeah you can just watch Avatar The Last Airbender in any state of mind and you'll love the episode you watched. And it can be Absolutely. any episode. And yeah. you won't walk away loving that you're twisted up inside. You'll walk away just happy as hell. Like, yeah. so happy. And that's um, so um, nice. Unless it's the theater episode in the third season. That's Which a... we will <laughs> we'll maybe disagree on. I, I think really? we, I, I love that episode. I'm one okay, of the few. last time I watched it, I appreciated it more, but when I think of the only bad Avatar episode, that's the one I think of absolutely Ooh, every single stay time. Stay tuned for that, folks. We've got a season yeah. three episode that might be divisive. <laughs> that might be very divisive between us. I'm going to have a lot to say, honestly. I'm excited, because uh, I, yeah. I think about that episode in these first episodes, especially with Zuko's character, you know? Yeah, yeah, which true. We're not giving any spoilers away, don't worry, folks, but we'll uh, we'll get back to that in season three. Um, do any, anything else we want to say about this brilliant show, these brilliant first episodes of it? Oh, man. Um, 
if anybody's watching along, I will say it. We're gonna praise the hell out of the show because it's probably our favorite show. Yeah. Um, you're probably gonna get tired of us going. Oh. <laughs> but just just understand that it it's already there. Oh. <laughs> it will get even yeah. better than this. The reason why people say these first few other people, I wouldn't, because I'm I just love the show. But other people might say like, yeah, these first episodes don't hold up as much compared to the rest of the show is only because the rest of the show is like 11 out of 10 good. So if you're watching right now and you're thinking, this is great, but is it worthy of all the praise they're giving it? Just keep watching. That's, you will, it's one of those things where every time I watch these first episodes, I like them more. It's crazy. Not many shows do that. And they do feel like a kid's show. Like if, if, if someone listening has watched it and they're like, Am I watching a kids show right now? It's like, well, yes. yeah, you are. But also, it there's so much to appreciate about it. And that's why we're talking so much about it. To be able to try and, like, you know, help unpack some of those amazing aspects it's one of, those, of this show. It's one of those few shows that's not adult anime that makes you think about what does it actually mean to be a kids show? What does that even yeah. mean? When I watch the show, I think that, like, is it actually, like, yeah, it's geared towards kids, but this is clearly made by adults who get emotion and get adult feelings. Not saying that kids don't feel, but, you know, once you get older, you think about certain things in a way that you just didn't when you were young. And it's clear that the people making the show wanted to uh, acknowledge that stuff. Right. Um, I would compare... It's compelling also because it's like these kids learning to face certain emotions for the very first time. Absolutely. It's yeah. it's one of those things where watch it and you will be surprised how much you, A, are nostalgic for being a kid. Even if you've never seen the show, you'll be nostalgic because you'll be like, wow, it's been a while since I went sledding, you know? Right. B... Within a few episodes, you'll be surprised how much you care about these characters. They're so well-written and so specific that within probably these first two episodes, but if not first four, you will just, you won't, you'll just want to know, like, well, does Katara learn waterbending? Does she get better? Does Aang learn any more elements? Like, what's going to happen? Right. And I highly suggest you just dive in. It is one of the best shows ever. It might, in my opinion, it's the best show ever. I just think it is. I think it's perfect. When is the last time you went uh, sledding? Wow. Actually, sledding? I don't know. I can't even say. I had a very special experience, actually. Uh, I don't know, like two months ago, it might be now. Uh, A coworker of mine, Ashley, shout out to Ashley and her awesome daughter. Uh, Yo, shout out to Ashley. Her, shout out to Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I went. DJ uh, she, she invited me to go out with her and her boyfriend and uh, one other guy from. She, she works at the place that I work at. Worked at? I don't know. Maybe I'll go back. <laughs> oh, it's the apocalypse. Uh, but uh, we we went out sledding with her. I think seven year old daughter. And I realized I, don't, I really don't spend a whole lot of time around kids. And it was just honestly such a joy. I mean, just watching the amount of like happiness that she got out of uh, 
just sledding down the hill. And it was very fun, but, you know, I was focusing more on like, ah, I got to fucking walk all the way back up the hill now. You know? (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've I've just thought about that a, a couple times because, I don't know, I had to... And we went back to her place and like all of us hung out and... Uh, with her kid and I I don't know it's just a special experience of uh, like remembering what it's like to be a kid and uh, I got a taste of that with this show and like I'm excited to continue to sort of analyze that because it's uh, I don't know it's a special thing childhood hot take I just had a great show to compare this to that will get a lot of people if they're not into it into it it's a lot like Stranger Things and not at all mm. in structure or story or acting or anything. But it's a group of kids are the main, you know, yeah. characters. The show is appealing for kids. But, like, come on. You know, you're watching that show. You're yeah. watching it. You know what I mean by come that? It's, yep. it's so good. Um, do we want to talk about any other things we're going to be? What do you plan on watching in the in the future? What are we going to be talking about next week? We've got another episode of Devs coming out. Which, by the way, we talked about Devs in our little intro to this episode. I didn't really say what it actually is. If you don't know and you're listening, Devs Mm. is a show on Hulu written and directed by Alex Garland, who did Ex Machina and Annihilation. But he also wrote the movie 28 Days Later. I think other movies, too, that I should just know. But if you've seen 28 Days Later... Never seen Ooh, it. great movie. Especially now because it, it's cool. Uh, there are multiple scenes in that movie filmed just like during like the breaking of dawn where no one was outside to make it look apocalyptic. Yeah. And um, I don't know, right now is a time where a lot of people are figuring out how can we utilize the ah. quarantine or the lack of people out. You know, that movie sure. might give you some ideas. But great movie. Uh, All of his movies are great. And the show is just another example of his greatness, in my opinion. Um, Oh, yeah. What else have I been watching? Yeah, I'm just going to... I think I'm going to keep watching more of these classics. Like Hitchcock and Bergman and whatnot. All these... Bergman. Bergman. I haven't watched an (laughs) Ingmar Bergman movie before, but I've heard I should... Wait, what are you? What are you talking about, Birdman? Oh, what are you talking about, Ingmar? Is that how you say his name, Ingmar Bergman? Ingmar Bergman, yes, like like iceberg. I thought thought you were saying Birdman, like the which is a great movie. movie. I like that movie a lot. Maybe I'll try and watch that movie. I don't know. I don't know if it's streaming somewhere. I'm gonna try and watch Twenty Eight Days Later. I guess. Uh, Yeah, that's good. Yeah, what's um, what's streaming right now that's good to watch? What did I just? Ooh, uh, Sam and I are. Uh, I live with Sam, an uh, old friend of Gary and I. Uh, Sam and I are watching Better Off Ted right now. Do you know Better Off Ted? I don't even know that. No, <gasps> I mean I've Gary! heard of it. Oh, Gary! Oh, what is it? Tell me about oh, it. Oh, Gary, my boy. <laughs> oh, Gary, my boy. You have to watch this show so much. You, oh my god. It's the perfect bomb for what the like malaise over the country right now. It's such a like <laughs> light and jovial but it also has like a lot of uh I don't know, things to say about like capitalism and big business and stuff, but it's just I love things that have goofy. things to say about capitalism. 
<laughs> oh, dude, I rewatched Snowpiercer recently. Oh, speaking of things that have things to say about <laughs> capitalism. Capitalism. That, that might like, be one of the best. Numero uno. I love yeah. that movie. Um, it's a good movie. I feel like you have to go into that movie uh, not expecting like an action movie, but expecting a metaphorical yeah. movie about capitalism. About, like, that's you, what it is. Yeah, it's, it's poetic. It is. It really, yeah. They. It's like um, I don't even know how to compare it because it. Yeah, it just is. It's its own thing. That's what's yeah. so cool about it. Um. Oh, you know what? I just recently watched that. I just think everyone needs to watch more. Hugo, Martin Scorsese's Hugo. Have you, you have seen said that? that before? I saw the trailer and it did not interest me. But you've said that multiple times that you really, really love that movie. So. I'll I'll say a couple things about it without spoiling anything. Um, I didn't know this going into it, and you won't either. But Hugo is about basically it's a it's a story that a person made about a boy who is fictional. Hugo is a fictional character, but he finds himself caught up in the world of real artists of a time, similar to Midnight in Paris, but hmm. not made by a creep. Hmm. So, <laughs> so I'm just saying, but yeah, yeah, like there are the first time I watched it, I didn't even notice. I had to watch the director's commentary with the Blu-ray to notice this, but there are literally characters from that era. It's actually the same era as Midnight in Paris, like 1920s Paris or whatever, I think, or whatever, you yeah. know, like the early, yeah. early film, early arts, um, early arts, <laughs> uh, no, uh, but they're like you see like characters in the background like a guy painting and like a guy writing and like a guy playing his guitar whatever and they're like oh these are you know that's what's his name and that's what's his name and i wouldn't i don't want to say who off the top of my head it's kind of cool to just notice in the background because you yeah and i don't know (laughs) but the movie (laughs) primarily is about hugo's relationship with someone who when you watch this movie you will have a newfound appreciation for a non-fictional like a real person and you don't i didn't even know that that's what the movie was about i thought it was like a i don't even know i don't know how like the trailer didn't give anything really away when i first saw it and but it's it's just martin scorsese's love letter to what makes him want to make movies yeah that if that helps it's so good dude so good Stringer? It might be my favorite Scorsese. I don't know. I'll check that I out. I don't know. That would be I'll worth worth a rental for sure. Oh, all right. All right. All right. I see what you're laying down. Pick but it might be on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> but also it might be on Netflix, so check it out. <laughs> Which by the well, way, Onward is on Disney Plus. Do you have Disney Plus? No, I did I was like, fuck you, Disney. Uh, I'm, I, someone, I don't know. if you mad, can but... find someone that has it just to be able to watch Onward and then delete it when you're done watching it, hey, it's Gary. filled with D&D references. Hey, hey, Gary. I'm using a co-worker's. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, tune right. in with us next week. We're going to watch episodes three. Well, just episode three. I think yeah. it's not any more two-parters for a little while. Um, I think anytime there is a two-parter, we'll do we'll we'll do a, we'll we'll do it in one. But uh, it'll probably part, be a little longer of an episode too. Yeah. Next week will be a little shorter. Yeah. Um. This is but this yeah, is a pilot pilot episode. Yeah. Let us know if anyone does listen to this and has anything like any feedback or anything you would have loved for us to talk about Please. or talk about more. Let us know. 
Please. Like, oh, you guys didn't talk about my favorite character, that little kid who's like, Aang, I'll miss you. Enough. <laughs> yeah. And I understand. She's cute. We should have talked about her more. But Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll work in a little recap section, just a quick couple minute like uh, things we uh, things we missed on in the last episode before we get into the absolutely into the real, uh, real meat, real tofu. <laughs> Let's get into black the tofu bean patty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, until then, uh, hopefully, we can you know push you guys to watch this show with us while we talk about it. It's awesome. Please do. Uh, please please watch along with us because it'd be cool. And also everybody's stuck inside, so you know what? Watch Avatar the Last Airbender. Wait, can yeah, they what's can they watch it anywhere? Week? Can they watch it anywhere? Is oh. it streaming anywhere? We'll look into that. Next episode we'll let you know. Yeah, next episode we'll let you know where you can watch this. And if you yeah. can't, I'm sure you could watch it on like Amazon Prime if you're willing to rent it. It is be literally the best thing I've ever watched. I mean it's worth it. I mean if I mean, there are ways. I'm not promoting any sort of uh, illegal activity, but if Arr. you don't know, there are ways to watch the show. What be ye talk paying. about, matey? Hey! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we'll see you next time. Uh, All right, uh, yeah. Can we steal your Gary's Review uh, YouTube channel keep watching movies thing? I, that's. I'd love to. Hell yeah. So, All right, y'all. Why don't you say it? I've never heard anyone else say it before. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, this is a big honor. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> thanks for listening, y'all. And, uh, you know, keep keep watching stuff. Ah, shit. You keep... fucked it up. <laughs> well, we're not watching movies, though. We're watching Avatar. Let's say, you know what? Your thing on your channel can be keep watching movies and this one will be but for us keep watching stuff uh it should be it should be a two-part it should be a two-part outro though you know like uh you know we should both say something as part of the outro or we could trade off saying keep watching stuff but uh you know you know what i mean yeah no i like how about this uh... how about just like a well i'm calvin and i'm gary and keep watching stuff (laughs) i like that a lot that's perfect perfect Thanks for joining in, y'all.